Hey y'all, welcome to Water Break episode episode two. We aren't gonna label them all. We aren't gonna count them all, but this is episode two. Second one. If you didn't get to catch last week's episode, I think it's kind of like a kind of a good beginner episode on how we think about faith and fitness. Yeah. And so make sure you go back and yeah. and watch that because there's a lot of assumptions that creep into health and fitness and food. And I think that first show kind of dealt with some of those yeah. assumptions already that we guys want you to know about when you listen to us. Um, I want to make sure we didn't we didn't mention this last time, but um, follow my wife on Instagram. That's your, that's the best place for people to follow you. What's your what's your yeah. Instagram handle? Uh, Annie M Wrench. That sounds like it. I could. You <laughs> should you like, should you should pull that up. That sounds like the, something I would. The other thing, as we get a little smarter, because uh, me and Annie tend to get smarter as things go along, um, is you can email us wrenchmedia at gmail.com if you want to ask some questions about health and. Uh, you know, maybe any subjects you guys want us to talk about on the show. Yeah, yeah. You know? email us. Yeah, Annie so, M. Wrench. That's the only way to follow me. I don't do Twitter. No, you don't. I don't do. T- <laughs> I, don't I do think you have a Twitter else. handle. You just don't do it. Did you make me one? I didn't make. I don't know how to make one. I can't remember. I'll check. I can barely. I think do I did it. make you. A I can barely do Instagram. So that's Wrench Media, and whenever you spell Wrench, no W, just R R E N C H. Wrench Media at gmail.com. That's a great way to ask uh, us and Annie, particularly Annie, questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and. Bring, uh, you know, give us a list of ideas and topics you'd like us to address on the show. We'd love to do more of that. Um, now I got a, I got a special segment. We aren't going to do this every time, not every time. Okay, I got, I got a little special segment, and I'm not quite sure what the segment's called, but it's a, it's a special segment, and we're, we're going to do it here. Oops, I, I I I messed up. Here we go. I don't even. He has not told me about this segment. So this is my favorite health and fitness ads ever segment <laughs> health and fitness food you know it's gonna be like we got to come up with a better title of this, this episode oh, here. so here's an yeah. ad um about smoking cigarettes um but this is a, a real ad uh back in the day talking about how more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarettes so camels were the healthy doctor choice the, yes if you smoked marlboros like the wheaties or the shredded wheat of, of, of cereal <laughs> more of cigarettes. doctors yeah. smoke camels than any other yeah. i mean it's probably I'm sure that's true. And, uh, that and, was true. And it wasn't that long ago. When was this? Do you, uh, guys, do you have a date on I, it? We don't have a date on it. We oh, should man. we should have had a date. Uh, some of these we might have a date. Um, <laughs> next time. Next time we'll have a date. Yuck. Your T-zone will tell you. What's your T-zone? That's, it's it's like a, it's this part of your face. Oh, it's taste okay. and throat. There it is. It defines it for you. Taste and throat. Mm-hmm. Why why would they? Because it helps your. I can't read it. Your T-zone. No, T I'm, for I'm, taste. Yep. T, well, okay. Share your, read that, read that text there. That's your Proving ground for any cigarette. See if camels don't something your T zone to a T. Okay, that's a play on the word T zone because T zone oh, normally doesn't suit your T zone oh, to I a T. Yeah, you can read better okay. than I can. You know, I'm blind, but okay. Yep. So they're just trying to be like they're so mm-hmm. tasty. Mm-hmm. Here, here's your T zone. Yeah, that's that, gross. That was a whistle. Go to the next one, Neil. <laughs> um, for better start in life, start cola earlier. Early. So this is seven. Give, it, give it to your baby. <laughs> <laughs> How soon is too soon? No, there's, it's, you cannot give your baby soda early enough. Soon enough yeah, yeah. I think that correlates to longer. It, it can life. replace breast milk. I think it should. So it, for those <laughs> for those who can't see, this is a uh, this is an ad of a mom handing a baby a Seven Up bottle. Nothing does it like Seven Up. That is so gross. Like I can't mm. believe this is just. Please remember this when you read something now. Yeah, I, even now. Be skeptical even now. Just be skeptical forever. So there we go. This is this was just. We're, we're just going to blow the whistle on that one, too. Blow the whistle on that one, too. Next one. Ideal brain tonic. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Interesting. Now, I do have questions about what the ingredients of original Coca-Cola yeah, right. were. Coke, uh, maybe. I mean, I, I, I would like to see an ingredient list. Yeah. Leaves mental and physical exhaustion. Well, I mean, sugar helps with that initially for, for about, <laughs> about 20 minutes and, but I've, I've the headache thing is interesting to me and i would like to i would yeah. like to know what was actually in. we should look up what was well, in, one of our producers original coca-cola yeah oh uh, yeah. yeah they don't have the, they won't let you see the recipe but but one of our producers oh, literally yeah, true. it's like a secret her sister was having migraines and the doctor literally this is a mo- this is like you know yeah last number of years doctor said hey take ibuprofen and coca-cola and, coca-cola. and it's helped her i mean i mean and it, she hasn't had migraines like yeah. she she used to so um i don't know what to say about that you know, I don't know maybe like she was weird... jumping on jumping on a trampoline at the same time while drinking the cola and, <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's like a yeah. blood sugar thing or if there's something actually in coca-cola i so would like to know coca-cola did, tell us your recipe did you know oh we gotta do we gotta do another one here oh i already blew the whistle on that one okay so the 
So did you know more than 55% of your daily protein needs um, comes from can come from McDonald's? That is a really, that's something. I mean, that's a great sell. Everybody's into protein right now. So Where, where's you, the protein in that picture, baby? The, I think the, the beef is really it. Uh-huh. So the double. The fries, you, the fries wouldn't have protein? The fries would not have protein. Okay. Um, the meat, I don't know what they put in that. Maybe it's a little questionable. It's hard to say, uh-huh. but that's what they're talking. That's why it's a double. You know, you're yeah. getting two patties, you know? Okay. And you just, they're like, wow, 55% protein. So just eat it at McDonald's every day. Just double the meat and you're going to live a good life. I think it's a mix of a cow and mice. <laughs> it's, it's ground beef. I don't know. Please don't say that. <laughs> uh, mice uh, meat. Okay. We got to blow the whistle on that last one yeah, too. That didn't yeah, go very well either. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is uh, just to add just for sugar and look at the date of this. Um, sugar. Oh, we need dates. Sugar just might be the willpower you need to curb your appetite. Well, that's interesting. Have a soft drink before your main meal. <laughs> Is that true or false, baby? Will sugar curb your appetite? Um, generally, no. It will not help curb your appetite. In, in fact, most of the time, people are advised to do the opposite. Eat your carbs last. Start uh-huh. with your protein. Maybe even do a preload. That's protein or fat. Uh-huh. Helps, uh, that will help. Yeah. Uh, a spoonful of sugar uh, will not do that. So where where do you think this this idea came from? Sh- you know, sugar curbing your willpower? I thought sugar was more addictive or more Well, I mean, I don't know where that it's coming from. Don't try to make it make sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who made this. Like if if it was a sugar company, then that would make sense. Uh-huh. They're just like half spoonfuls of sugar. You know, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I have no idea. Neil, do we have any more? <laughs> I can't believe okay. that. That's just that's- That's great. That's it. So That's really good. For today's show, meaning meaning any wanted to talk about um kind of uh fad dieting or particularly three food fads that, I pick, that I you want to get to you pick yeah, three there's more than three but i picked how many are there i have uh, okay, there's no number but Millions. you know yeah like i did not choose veganism i chose <laughs> i choose it's, i chose another three that, that's not a fad veganism. Well, it's, it's, it's a diet i doubt it's as popular amongst your listeners no, one hundred percent. So that's one of the reasons I didn't. One hundred percent. I had a friend who was a vegan. I just looked so down on him for it. I know. It was, but you it was know, so it's disappointing. Okay. And he's from Texas. There's I'm like, dude, I can be a vegan in Texas. There's that would be hard to yeah. be a vegan in Texas. Yeah, I doubt he was treated well there. But anyways, well, um, so let's talk about uh, uh, fad diets. Um, maybe, maybe just real quick, just kind of maybe uh, define what what do you mean by by fad diets? Diets that are just kind of in right now. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's no nothing more than that. It's just yeah. diets that are or or. You can say diet. I'll uh-huh. use that word just because it's easy and we all kind of know what, we're, what uh-huh. I'm talking about there. But it's like a, almost like a food paradigm. Sometimes it comes along with a tribe uh-huh. um, or almost a religious mindset, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I just picked the three that um, are really prevalent right now. They're really yeah. popular right now. And um, I just I've run into it a lot. I, I've done. Before we get into any, the three, I've I got a couple questions. Myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. Um, I, a lot of people that I work with have uh-huh. experience with them. So I just figure, well, okay. this will be helpful. It yeah. probably makes some people a little upset, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, are, are, I mean, uh, uh, fat. I mean, so diets that are kind of cool or like you said, from a particular tribe that are really hot right now. It seems like we've gone through, I don't know, I, I've noticed fad dieting since I've become kind of gotten to high school, I guess. I remember, yeah. I remember the Atkins diet in the 90s. Yep. I remember... Uh, who is that? Who is that lady in the uh, in the nineties that was really big? It was named after her. The oh, Jenny Craig. Jenny, Jenny Craig, Craig died. Yeah, that's right. Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers, all those yeah, things. Yeah, there's. You're right. There's been so many. And so I think I think that should already kind of alert us to like, okay, what you know, what's driving this? Yeah, you know, what's behind it? Um, yeah, in terms of fad dieting. So, and it's nothing, you know. Um, so uh, well, let's just get there because there's well, yeah, some we'll comments talk about on it that. As we go, what, we talk about it as we go. What are kind of the most? Are these like the the three diets we have here? Um, uh, are these kind of like the most popular right now? Is that why you chose these three? Why, 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 are, why are these three? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on the circles you run in. Um, these are definitely the most popular in the circle that, okay. uh, you know, it, in the space that I'm in. And okay. probably I would say mo- uh, many of the people that are listening are going to be very familiar with these. And and uh-huh. I note, I, I want I want you to note that we're going to talk about in the order that I see people, uh, uh, not always, but often doing them. Uh, there's usually, there's often a uh-huh. progression and there's reasons behind that. We'll yeah. talk about that. Okay. And then the other thing I want to note just from the jump is I want you guys to also notice the, cause we're going to talk about the pros and cons of each one. Cause okay. I think I'm yeah. going to be really fair. And I think there are good and bad um, to all of these things. And yeah. that's kind of what we want to sort through. Um, and I want you guys to note the uh, correlation uh, between pros versus cons of the thing. And, 
with how long or how much of the thing you do. Mm -hmm. That's that's a big that's okay. going to be a big recurring thing here. Okay, so the three diets that you have written down for me, you have the keto diet, mm -hmm. and then you have the dirty keto diet. Uh, dirty keto is just kind of part of keto. We'll, we'll get okay, to so it. that's that's all still one that's diet. All one thing. Yeah. Okay, and then you have the carnivore mm -hmm. diet. Carnivore. Meat. Love me some meat. Yes. And then um, uh, you have the fasting. Fasting. Fasting okay. Yes, I can't wait to get to that one. Okay. Let's make sure we get to it. Okay. I want to well, run out of time. We will have, we'll make sure we have plenty of time to get yeah. there. Okay. Let's start with the, I guess, the keto. So you said this is like an order in terms of progression of like someone like wanting to lose weight, they get into dieting, they start with, the, they're likely to start with the keto right Often, now. Often, okay. yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And okay. then they usually go in, in the order that we just listed. Okay. So what do you think the keto diet is? This is really fun because yeah. Gabe's not into health and fitness at all, but he does mm. live with me. I'm into fitness. I, I like basketball and football. He loves I like watching it. He loves basketball. And I, uh, I, you know, but he's not into this stuff, but he does live with me. So it's fun to hear every once in a while. He'll try to drop a smart sounding health word. And sometimes yeah. he uses it right. Yeah. And sometimes it's really not yeah. right. But so anyways, I, I like just, to pretend all the time. You, I really do. do. No. What do you think the keto diet well, that's, is? So without looking at your notes, I yeah, always don't look. I always think like the keto diet and the uh, carnivore diet are the same thing to me. The, that's what I hear. They're not totally. And we'll talk yeah. about that, but I mean, yeah. they, they can, they can, they can be, and they're yeah. similar. Yeah. Okay. So I, that that's as that's deep it. as it goes for me. So once you define the keto diet. Okay. That's fine. Well, I mean, as most many of you probably know, it's just a diet kind of built around, um, the people following it, getting into a state of ketosis, um, or being in a state of ketosis for a good amount of the time. And the way that you do that is you drive your carbs down real low, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just real low carb. Like Let's, get carbs out of your life. Well, and I that's mean, supposed to drive ketosis. Now, why is ketosis important? Ketosis. Okay. Okay. We don't want to get bogged down too much about the science, but uh -huh. um, there's, it, it is important. And I'll just say this. I think um, ideally, metabolically speaking for most Americans, it is ideal to be what we would, we would call um, metabolically flexible. So that would be uh -huh. a person who is able to use both glucose, right? Sh sugar uh -huh. as fuel and also uh, free fatty acids and ketones, which uh -huh. are what you burn for fuel when your carbs are really, really low for an extended amount of time. Most ketones are what you burn for a long time, uh, not fat. Ketones are a molecule created by your liver and okay. you can also use free fatty acids. So those kind of go together and okay. ketones are special because they're a molecule that can cross the blood brain barrier. And uh, when we get to the pros of this diet, we'll talk about that. A lot okay. of people feel really good when they're in ketosis because they feel really, really mentally sharp. So uh -huh. that's part that's one of the pros. So okay. anyways, the, um, if a reasonable person is approaching the ketogenic diet, one of the benefits that they might reap from it short term is that they might uh, gain more metabolic flexi flexibility, meaning okay. they don't only just burn sugar for uh -huh. fuel. They actually teach their body how to burn fat as right. well. Right? right. And be and and, and that's helpful, so, which is which is why a guy like me could have a little bit of a belly because my body probably tends to burn more sugars for energy than fat. Yeah, I mean, that could be. Yeah, maybe uh, there's it, there is benefit to teaching your body to burn its own fat for oh. sure. And that would be on the pro side of, of the ketogenic diet if you do okay. it right. OK, um, I'm still um, I know you, you like to be organized in our notes. But, that's OK. Um, but it's part of the journey. Um, so I didn't start hearing about like ketones or ketosis probably until I'd say like, I don't know, three, four years ago. Maybe well, that's when the fad really started. It's been um, around longer than that, but you don't. Well, I don't, I don't pay attention either. to the circles, <laughs> so. but still, if I, you know, like the Ginny Atkins and the Weight Watchers, you know, like when you hear, let start hearing these bud words, like, like ketones mm -hmm. that I've never heard for a long, at least that I can recall, yeah. um, you start, I start already thinking like, okay, what, that seems like a little gimmicky to me, the keto yeah. ketosis thing. And, well, I mean, it's definitely a different package. Um, Atkins diet was also very low carb just so you know. So a lot of the same concepts were there. But they never talked about ketones though. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, the yeah. ketogenic diet came out of, um, it was originally designed for people, kids, I believe in particular with epilepsy. Um, and it was a treatment. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a trend and an effective one uh -huh. for epilepsy because ketones are very protective of the brain. Uh -huh. That'd be another pro to short-term keto. Um, just Interesting. It, it helps with issues of the brain. So, Migraines, so does that mean you're, are you pushing it back to like 1920s then? A long time, a, a decent, yeah. And a long time ago. Um, and, mm -hmm. then, and then they came out with anti-seizure medications uh -huh. um, and those sort of replaced the ketogenic the diet uh -huh. because that's it's really hard to get uh -huh. a kid into very deep ketosis because uh -huh. it's like you, you, you they're barely eating any carbs and that's just kind of yeah, hard right, right. but it was very very effective so it, it's rooted it's it's got some really interesting science behind yeah. it 
But um, I just think we can, just like any good thing, we can do too long and too much, and we can end yeah. up hurting ourselves okay. a little bit. But anyways. So we're going to go through the pros and cons then now. That's, yeah, that's okay. the idea. So what are the pros of a the keto diet? Okay, yeah. Um, and I am, I just want to say, I'm a fan of the keto diet when done correctly and used wisely. I have clients right now who are... Um, in, in, in doing a little foray in yeah. the in the ketogenic diet. I mean, I'm in ketosis right now. I mean, He's in ketosis right now. This is right why, now. It's why it's he's happening. so smart. The ketones are <laughs> so many in his brain. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, short term, okay. I, I would really say that most of the benefits you're going to see with the ketogenic diet is going to be using it kind of surgically in the short term. I, I would probably, there's always exceptions, but I would, I would just... I would say short term means like six months or less okay. or the, on average, yeah, sure. I would say on average. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably tr true about a lot of things yeah. we're going to talk about, but you do definitely see weight loss. It's very effective. Um, you see um, short term insulin sensitivity, which yeah. is really, really important. So yeah. um, a lot of times when people come to me and their, ins their fasted insulin is way too high, I just uh -huh. say, well, we're going to bring your carbs down for a while. And that can be really, really effective. Right. Yeah. And that's really good. Okay. Um, metabolic flexibility uh, is a great way to get that, which we just talked about so uh -huh. that you can be kind of a, on a dual fuel system as opposed to being so dependent on sugar, uh -huh. um, which is not very pleasant. And right. that is kind of right. the current state of it, most Americans. When, when we talked last week and we were just telling the story of how, when me and you were younger, we'd go yeah. on a vacation together or, or we'd travel together and yep. you'd wake up in the hotel room that morning and you'd be like, please get me some food now. I That's need, exactly, I need food yes. within 10 minutes. That is, a perfect is, is that because you're so heavily dependent on sugars? Yep. Okay. A hundred percent zero metabolic flexibility. Yep. That's exactly. Okay. And it's, and it's yeah. a kind of a burden hmm. to live that way. You know, a lot of yeah. people do. And a lot of people just don't I know. I felt controlled. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I felt it was, it was in your pajamas. I had to wake up first thing and, and feed my, uh, uh, hangry, my hangry wife, hangry food. Couldn't, travel without snacks couldn't yeah, travel yeah. without snacks and that's a yeah. perfect example okay. of someone who's not metabolically flexible yeah. so it's a wonderful thing to become metabolically flexible for sure it's a great way to manage hunger you're less hungry all the time when you are going low carb when you're in ketosis your insulin is just low you're everything's steady and managed so you're not having okay. these highs and lows um, okay. and a lot of people are drawn to it and kind of stick with it for a really long time mm -hmm. because they like just not being hungry um and i admit it's kind of nice you know mm -hmm. to just mm -hmm. not always be thinking about food or like when's yeah. my next meal um, ketones feel really good on the brain. We talked about that. Yep. There's a lot of mental sharpness. And again, mm -hmm. besides glucose in terms of fuel, it's the other molecule that molecule that mm -hmm. can cross that blood brain barrier. Question there. Yes. Um, can you take like ketones, like a pill? Um, yeah. Like, like I can take vitamin C. You can take exogenous ketones. Yeah. It used to just be that you could take them in the form of like esters or salts. Now they uh -huh. have actual little drinks. You know, I should get us. I should, there's a couple of brands that, that are out there in particular that are pretty decent. I don't think they taste great. I've uh -huh. never drank, drank an exogenous ketone drink that I was like, this is the best, uh -huh. but uh, ketone IQ, I think is what I'm thinking of. That's the best tasting one I've been able to find. I should What's get the benefits. I'd love to try it. What's the benefits of doing like a ketosis drink or, or ketosis like you take vitamins? Well, I don't know that anyone's telling you to take it like you take a vitamin, but you can strategically take exogenous ketones, um, one, the benefit you'd get is you'd get the, the, you know, the benefit of the ketone without necessarily having to be in ketosis, uh -huh. right? So you're uh -huh. hacking it a little bit. Okay. I know some people, um, for what, one reason or another, want to be in a deeper state of ketosis. So they'll get themselves in ketosis, also do exogenous ketones to bring their ketones up. There's a lot of different things. Um, and I know there's, there's, I think some good science coming up that maybe you, we might want to start playing around with giving these sorts of things to our kids, like maybe cash when he goes and plays football uh -huh. because it's protective of the brain. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. so concussion and yeah, like exactly. Okay. And I think it can be very therapeutic with migraines, with, uh, yeah. seizure disorders, like we talked yeah. about. So there's, there's a lot there. I so, mean, we could do a whole podcast. Yeah, no, that. that's helpful. And, um, when you say, um, deep ketosis, that strikes me as like new agey <laughs> and, <laughs> don't, um, don't, I understand. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't take it that way. Yeah. That, it so, just what, means, so what do you mean by deep ketosis? You I, mean, I literally mean it, it, that would just mean what level of ketones are you, you can measure mm -hmm. ketones different ways. This is just turning into a podcast about ketones, which is not. No, no, we're, we're going to keep moving. <laughs> not what we meant to do, but. Well, um, it is the keto diet. Ke it is, yeah. it is. Um, it, it's simply just what level of ketones are you, are you, um, is your body making? That's okay. All. That's and all. then, and then um, uh, if um, your body is in this uh, ketosis um, framework or. I guess deep state. Of, deep, just, I can't say it. His brain can't. Deep state of ketosis. Ketosis is like the cloud. It's like time travel. 
Yeah, yeah like, can, you, Annie, we, Annie doesn't understand we, the cloud. I don't understand ketosis. I don't understand the cloud. Yeah, so I yeah. get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's okay. You can live a full life probably without probably fully understanding it. Probably, probably. Um, uh, how does it? So, I guess probably what I'm trying to get at is, can you objectively? Because a lot of these, a lot of these in our modern health world, will people say things, make claims all the time, and and they make the claim, and the claim's the claim because it exists because they made the claim. There's no asking, science backing it oh, up, if that makes sense. Are you asking just in terms of measuring? Can, can you measure like ketosis yes. in your body and in your brain? Very easily. Okay. You can measure it three ways, blood, mm. urine, um, okay. and breath. Breath is, I would say, by far the most accurate. Oh, and really? You can buy what, a real famous model. is called the Keto Mojo. Uh-huh. You literally like blow into it and it'll tell you. It's, oh. it's really actually very easy to measure. Wow. We, we should do that. I'd like to, I'd like to test I, that out. I can do yeah. this. I promise okay. you, you won't have any, but that's... <laughs> We can measure. <laughs> like Gabe's brain cells, I will have no ketosis. You have no. There will be no ketones. He has no ketosis. No ketones. Oh my god. Okay, so um, what's the cons okay. of? Okay, so we're still talking about the keto diet. What's the cons? Okay, of this? we'll talk about the cons. Okay, yeah. so really, um, number one, I'm just going to throw this out there. It should go without saying, but dirty keto, I can't stand it. Um, but because the ketogenic diet, by definition, s- technically just requires your carbohydrates to be low uh-huh. enough that your body switches into fat burning mode, yeah. you technically can get away with it by eating bricks of cream cheese and bacon all day. I mean, and that is what some people do. <laughs> and so you you, you line your arteries up really you're well. Right, you back your liver up. <laughs> yeah. You get inflamed. Yeah. Like there's, it's so obvious. But I'm just gonna say, just because you're low carb does not mean that you are healthy yeah, or that sure. you're going to live very long. So just don't do yeah. dirty keto. But I think that's really obvious. Okay. I don't know, but I could I could probably see me me just eating bacon every day all totally. day. Totally, it's the kind or, of you thing know, that you, a lot a of men would do. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah, like, I, mm, I can just eat bacon and cream cheese. Yeah, I'm healthy. Sprinkle a little extra cheese on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Don't do that, guys. That's Um, Okay, so um, long term cons. Yeah, long. And the reason I want you guys to really get this is that I think a a lot of times what a lot of things that are helpful in the short term can kind of attenuate and then become detrimental in the long term. And that's going to be a a recurring theme of all three of these that we're talking about today. Um, Yeah, so in the long term, and I don't mean just like sick a year. I mean like some people will do the keto diet hardcore. Like like I will. I for like not, five. That's all they do. Yeah. For, yeah. Two years, three yeah. years, four yeah. years, five years. That's when you start seeing these um, negatives. Right. Um, and interestingly, and for vegetarians, it's five days. <laughs> well, so. no, it's like, it can take a long time for them <laughs> too. So I just want you to know what I'm talking about: long, long term, not short term. Right. And I'm not. I'm also not talking about the people that have caught on to this and started to. Uh, flex in and out of ketosis. Yeah. Um, that's the way to go. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have figured that out. So like Benazotti, Keto Flex, Tara Garrison, short-term keto. Those are both of their books. So it's okay. everybody's starting. A lot of people are starting to figure it out. Ben okay. Greenfield, he's famous for saying that he eats all his carbs at night. Uh-huh. So he's ketogenic mostly during the day, loads up at carbs at night. Yeah. Smart plan. Yeah. But a lot of people though, they get the short-term major benefits. I lost so much weight. I have so much mental clarity. I'm not hungry. I'm not you know addicted to carbs. And they love it. So they marry it for life uh-huh. and it's like these are the women that are like i haven't eaten a blueberry in five years yeah. like nothing Ooh. um so that that's who i'm talking to that's okay? also just boring it, it can yeah i mean but it's also um my inter- diet's always um my definition of a good diet always has a label of it can't be boring well that's actually quite healthy and we can oh, kind of thank, get to thank that, you so. i just made that up as well. I, think, I mean i think it's the right instincts thing though are so good Your i think my instincts, instincts are, are really amazing good. and yeah. he's always said that i've always said that about him but okay cons long term yeah. never flexing out is <laughs> number one insulin insensitivity now is that irony i don't know i always struggle with the definition of irony but you know if you come to a diet or is it a paradox is it a paradox <laughs> When you come to a diet to help you fix your insulin and and Uh short term it does, but then you do it for so long that it actually messes it up again. So that'll happen. So insulin sensitivity, is that just because you're only feeding your body the same thing over and over again? It gets used to it and your insulin's like, meh. Doesn't you know, care anymore. In a way, uh-huh. yeah. There's all, and a lot. I will say, a lot of people. I'll take a minute on this because this is going to be true of the carnivore diet too. A lot okay. of people do not know this. Um, th- I think most of us understand. Like, okay, if your if your diet is skewed super heavily towards sugar and carbohydrates, especially the crappy processed kind, yeah, that's going to get you insulin um, resistance, insulin yeah. insensitivity, right? And we all kind of know that, whether or not we act on it or not, maybe not, but we know we get that. Okay. If you eat too many carbs, you eat too much processed sugar, you're going to have issues with your insulin. Mm-hmm. You're going to get diabetes. That's your trajectory. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know is that you can really skew other macronutrients, fat, protein, 
for uh, really extremely for a really long time, you're going to get the same result. And mm-hmm. uh, there are studies to back you mean this up. The same result that your insulin you're will become and you'll get diabetic. Again. Will you get diabetic uh, or be on the road to diabetes? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. the same issue with okay. being insulin resistant. And okay. I want to say right now, there are some really good studies on this that if you are interested in. Uh, there is a guy named Joel Green. Um, he just put out, uh, he wrote the book, The Immunity Code, which I recommend if you're a nerd, um, but he just put out a book called The Way. And he talks very in depth about all Way. these things, cites a ton of science and it will blow your mind. So if you guys are like, what are you saying to me that the keto diet can make me insulin insensitive uh, in the long haul? Uh, look up that book, look up Joel, follow him on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's brilliant. And he's always been, as far as I'm concerned, about 10 years uh, ahead of everyone else. So yeah, interesting. So watch out for that. And I will say just anecdotally, I have started to see this. The keto diet's been around a little longer. Yeah. Carnivore kind of came a little later and, you know, in fasting. So the, we're a little bit carnivore. more. I'm from Texas. It's always been around. Yeah, no, meat's always been around. Like, the, the fat of carnivore is a little more recent, so, but I'm starting, I've started to see a lot of really, really metabolically messed up people who have just done really hardcore keto for too long. Um, uh, keeping going with the now, now we're going into the carnivore. Well, diet, let's do you finish want... up the cons here. Okay. Let's finish up the cons of keto because there's another couple that are really important. Okay. Another thing you'll see if you do keto too hard for too long, um, especially if you're a woman, is like major adrenal dysfunction, dysregulated cortisol. So basically, it's just your body has been in a stress state because you've just not given it any carbs for a really, really long time. Because your body and, needs bread, and you, I mean, yeah. you need carbs. Yeah. Spin down stress. Yeah. That's why people, doctors, know what they're doing. Have people eat their carbs at night who can't sleep because uh-huh. it helps spin that cortisol down. Um, and if you're without it, you know, a short term, okay. Uh, long term, you really start to see that. So ladies, symptoms of, uh, this can be true of men too. I just see it more in women. Women are more sensitive to stress, yeah. but uh, uh, symptoms of adrenal dysfunction or dysregulated cortisol, uh, you know, f- fatigue in the morning, dysregulated sleep, hair falling out, fatigue, uh, lethargy in the afternoon, uh, all of those things. Uh, it's very, very common. And the problem is, is that all these moms are out there just working hard, raising their kids, not sleeping well anyways. And they're just like, well, this is probably just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really take a step back and, and ask yourself, am I someone who's been ketoing really hard for a really long time? Um, you might want to pull out of that to help prop your adrenals back up again. Um, and the other one that I'll say um, and this is especially true for females and even more true if it's a female athlete is that you see hormone di- hormone disruption with long-term keto, especially thyroid. And that is 100% what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in hindsight. And I am still, I, I was doing very high intensity CrossFit type working out. And I was, I was smart enough even then to eat some carbs, but I don't think in hindsight I was eating enough uh-huh. and um, completely whacked my thyroid out. And I'm still to this day working on rebuilding it. Um, and that's a really pretty well-documented phenomenon yeah. is that thyroid health in men too. But again, I see it more in women yeah. and men, you see testosterone go down um, with long-term keto. So I always like to say that because men, that's hate that. why I'm, I, I will <laughs> never why, go fully on that. That's, that's why, that's why, why I won't do, do it. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those um, are just and also, I mean, Annie uh, married to me. So high stress, high stress life. Well, I mean, there's there some go. truth to that, you know, yeah. I mean, I it's, stress. it's, you know, it's mm. not a low stress life. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the carnivore. Okay. So this is what happens. Not always, but this is what yeah. happens is someone ketos at first it works great. Then everything kind of attenuates and then things start to go bad, right? Yeah. Because of your thyroid tanks and your cortisol's out, um, you and know, your hair starts out. falling out. You, oh, yeah. you yeah. gain weight. Usually your, oh, your, your really? metabolic rate goes down. Oh yeah. You become kind of weight, uh, weight loss resistant. And then women are, instead of being like, oh, this isn't working. I need to, you know, go back the other way they're like i got a keto even harder yeah. what's even more hardcore carnivore and oh. that's where they go and they're like now, just me oh, just, yeah. just me so, uh, so yeah. you can't have bacon and block of cream cheese anymore now you just gotta well, eat meat you can, okay that's the dirty keto thing um, yeah. there's levels of carnivore uh mm-hmm. if you're really really hardcore like jordan peterson or at least the last time i heard from him yeah. he kind of made it real famous right when he was talking about it. we're talking like I don't know. Hardcore like meat and salt, and that's it. I don't follow Jordan Peterson's diet. <laughs> no, he, he and his daughter like, <laughs> really? put carnivore on the map to some degree that's because funny. they're dealing with a bunch of issues, and, and it can I be, just ate meat. <laughs> his voice. I yeah, can't, I can't. So do if it. you're really hardcore, it's meat and salt. Um, a lot of people do kind of a, like a level two where it's like um, animal products. So they'll do meat, eggs, squirrels, dairy. Yeah, okay. squirrel. If you can uh-huh. catch it, you can eat that on the carnivore uh-huh. diet. But so. Any amount of like low starch vegetables or berries that maybe you can get by with on the keto diet are now gone. All right. Oh, so okay. Next level. Um, so it really, mm, it really, basically what this is doing, it's really eliminating more foods you can't yes. have. 
Yes. And, uh, and, and uh -huh. listen, let's talk about the pros first, because I want to give credit where credit's due. I actually mm. love personally the way I feel on the carnivore diet. It's my uh -huh. favorite for you know, preference wise. I uh -huh. love meat and I love eggs yeah. and I would eat just that way. Most of the yeah. time, meat and protein. If I didn't yep. think my gut needed something different. Um, uh -huh. I love how it feels. All of the benefits of keto really plus, plus a little bit more. Um, one of them is you usually see a little bit more initial weight loss because uh -huh. you're just being even more restricted and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're basically carbs are at zero, you know, uh -huh. um, you can initially, if you're new to it, see some insulin sense, uh, sensitivity, which is great. Um, another benefit of the carnivore diet is it effectively removes all processed food, which is a net plus in terms of just general health. So uh -huh. one of the reasons that people get on the carnivore diet and that are like, I feel really good at least at first, it's because zero processed food. So if you come from the standard American diet and go to the carnivore diet, you're going to feel way better. And even if you go from keto and you were eating mm -hmm. a ton of like keto bars and keto products and keto cracker, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, you're not going to have that with carnivore. So um, that's a, that's a pro. And that's one of the reasons people feel so good. And I would say gut relief initially is probably one of the biggest draws to the carnivore diet. Uh -huh. Usually people either with autoimmune issues or gut issues, that's why they're drawn there because you do get relief, uh -huh. but I want to be clear. What do you mean by gut relief? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. why. Because most of the foods that are really irritating to a, a dysbiotic gut are going to be your like fermentable fibers. Your okay? grains and stuff yeah, like that. And like your uh -huh. broccoli uh -huh. and your things that are just harder yeah. for a gut to digest, yeah. especially if it's not set up. I remember we used to make this homemade cauliflower pizza. Oh yeah. And that, that always just. It was, like a, it was a lot of cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fermenting going on. I like some on of the after. flavor a little bit. The flavor yeah. wasn't too bad because you get a lot of, you know, cauliflower just kind of adapts really to whatever flavor you put on it. So, yeah, but, no, it's great. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a very neutral thing. But yeah, no, yeah. that's what that was. It was yeah. a lot of fermenting. So, so this is a thing is that when you take all of these highly fermentable fibers out of someone's diet, they get a lot of relief because uh -huh. all they're doing is just, it's like aminos in there. It's just uh -huh. meat. And that's can be for a short term, very healing. And yeah. it's just, it's meat can be healing, but it's also just, and I think people don't think of this rightly. Sometimes it's not so much that you're, that you're all the way better. It's just, you're taking the irritant away, uh -huh. right? Yeah, you're taking yeah. the irritant sure. away. Um, uh, and that's so nice. I guess, um, uh, irritant. That's a weird term for me because like things that broccoli can't. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know, because broccoli, some people, the, their gut's not triggered by broccoli well, totally, or totally. cauliflower. Yeah. Okay. I see. That do, I see. And it's a lot of Americans. We I'm have very you. messed up guts, right? And they you, just babe. can't handle a lot of these things. Yep. Like I can't do beans. Yeah. I can't do this. I can't do that. So the carnivore diet takes it away. They get some healing. And in the short term, I have had people do the carnivore diet so they can just get a break and their yeah. gut can calm down right. because it, it, right. it really is effective for that. Yeah. Um, and then the last pro I would just say is that it's very simple. Like the, the it's like black and white, so simple. It's just burger meat. It's, it's or just steak meat. meat. It's like just eat meat. And, <laughs> and, and does fish is meat? Does fish and meat in this fish category? Fish is meat. How are you doing this podcast if you don't know that no, fish I'm just, I'm is just, meat? Well, because some Catholics <laughs> can't eat. You know. They only can only eat fish on Friday. I don't know what that, that has to do with this argument. I, 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 I have no argument here. Actually, just, just take no. it back. That was terrible. <laughs> just, that never was, mind. Okay. All right. So the cons okay. of we're in the carnivore. The cons um, of the carnivore. Yes, the cons. Okay. Well, if you do it again, I'm not saying you're. This is. I'm not saying this about someone who's like dabbling in it or some days are carnivore, yeah. other days or something. I'm talking about the hardcore. I've eaten nothing but meat and salt for yeah. again, not just one year, two, three, Oof. four, five, and we're. We're in the infancy more of this, but I uh -huh. am starting to see these people, the people who yeah. got on the bus early and, and been on it for three and, years yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And we're starting to see the same thing. Insulin insensitivity, again, mm -hmm. for the same reasons that we talked about with the keto diet. Yeah. Um, it's almost like God made <clears throat> you to eat all of his creation. It's a hundred. That's a hundred percent going to be the takeaway here. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and sadly, uh, gut issues. Which again, is that irony when you oh. go to a diet, you know, because you have gut issues and in the short term, it helps you. Irony. I don't know what it is. Is it a paradox? But in the long term, <laughs> it actually can mess your gut up more. Yeah. And, and that is simply because um, when you are eating such an undiverse diet uh -huh. with zero fermentable fibers or resistant starch or anything, those are the kinds of foods that feed the beneficial bacteria that you need in your gut. So okay. your acromancia, your bifidobacteria, your butyrate yeah. producing, uh, uh, yeah, pro, yeah, bugs yeah. in your gut. Basically, uh -huh. long term, you're going to end up with serious dysbiosis in your gut. Yeah. What's, um, di what's dysbiosis? <clears throat> just uh, 
very simple terms, a very unhealthy gut where your right. bacterial populations, good and bad, are not okay. imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's what we're keep it seeing. clean, baby. This is PG. Way yeah, to go. Sorry. Uh, Way to yeah, go. Yeah, just, mm. <laughs> uh, we're seeing more and more of that long term, and okay. it's and it's hard, and it's because again, something that is very helpful in the short term can end up doing a lot of damage in the long term. Uh, Joel Green, to bring him up again, he calls that the time inversion effect. And it really is real, as far as I can tell. And I think we're going to continue. What do, what do you mean the time inversion? So like as effect. time goes on, the benef- everything inverts. Okay. It's yeah, a yeah, benefit. Yeah. And then yeah. ooh, actually yeah. your insulin resistance. Oh, now your gut's messed yeah. up. You know. And again, it's all about the dose and the duration. Right. right? Um, again, you can see some serious adrenal dysfunction here, sometimes even more so than keto, just because your diet is so limited. limited yep. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can also see some tanked hormones. You can see thyroids not doing well, um, similar to keto as okay. well. So again, okay. awesome in the short term. Um, watch out in not the long term. Long yeah, watch out. And then okay, so hang on, hang on here. We've gone through keto, dirty okay, keto. Yeah, yeah, dirty gone through keto. the carnivore. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone through the uh, pros and cons of all these. Now uh, the fasting diet. Don't um, call it. Don't call it the fasting diet. Yeah, because you're, it's it the diet of diets. Fasting. Yeah, fasting. Okay. okay. And nothing is more right now, as far as I can tell, like. Uh-huh. fasting. So we're just going to Okay. So um get it a little bit. How are you defining fasting? That's a really great question. Is it? Cuz I, I was I, I was I thought I was asking a dumb question. Ba- no. Basically my definition would be like you just don't eat food for yeah, that's really uh, just don't eat. one a day, two days, three days, whatever. Yeah, well, that's a really good question because in yeah. the context of what we're talking about and that's something I wanted to clear I want to clarify before okay. we start talking about it is that because I think a lot of people are going to hear the, the, you know, me say pros and then say cons and be like, oh my gosh, that's not. And yeah. it really depends on how much fasting you're doing and what you define as a fast, right? And this term is, it gets thrown around fasting, time restricted eating, and no one really knows what anyone else is talking about. So we'll define some yeah. terms. Well, here. I'm fasting from beets right now. I, so mean, I mean, yeah, you're always fasting from something. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, technically, fasting just means not eating, right? And yeah. I want to say from the jump that just while every night when you're sleeping, you're, you're fasting, fasting yeah, right? Yeah. Unless you get up to eat, which I hope right. you don't. You're fasting. So some people who are very triggered by even the word fast, and I guess I get it. It's kind of overused and, you know, undefined and things. Um, When I, when I talk about the pros and then even more so the cons here, I am not talking to you out there who simply has discovered that eating dinner at six and then just not eating after dinner and then fasting until breakfast the next day. Uh That's perfectly healthy. And that's what everybody yeah. used to do. Yeah. Like just like, like that to some Americans now they're like, oh my gosh, that's a fast. How will I ever do it? But it's like, that's normal right. digestive rest. And I encourage that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That's really right. good for you to have certain yeah. periods during the day where you don't where eat you're not every constantly hour. Eating, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's good practice. You yeah. probably have blood sugar issues. If you just can't even make it that long without eating, you're probably yeah. not eating enough protein earlier in the day. I mean, there's so many things. So you could call that a fast. And for some people, that's all they ever will need to do in the realm of fasting. And I completely encourage that. Okay. Yeah. So when I talk about the pros and the cons, I'm talking about something a little more intense. Um, like a three day fast, five day I fast. I mean, there's people you know. or even women who are doing like OMAD, which is, um, that means one meal a day. That's very popular. Okay. Where they literally only eat one meal a day. Okay. Um, uh, there's some women uh, literally only eating every other day, yep. maybe once a week doing a full 24 or a 48 hour fast. I'm talking about more aggressive fasting. Yeah, okay. okay. And that's very, very yeah. popular right now. Yeah. So I thought it would be worth us speaking yeah. to okay. it. All right. But um, anyways, okay. Yep. So yeah. So let's talk about the pros. <clears throat> and again, you're going to see, at least in my opinion, a very uh, strong correlation between um, how long you do it and how much you do it and whether or not it's helpful or not helpful. Okay. So I would say fasting in the short term and used wisely and surgically um, can, again, help very much so with insulin sensitivity. So it can be very effective for that, which is phenomenal. Um, it's great for autophagy, which, you know, buzzword. That's a big word. I know. It yep. just means self-eating. It's basically just cellular cleanup. That's all it is. That's all it is. Or your body's digesting its own fats. It's like kill. No, it's like at a cellular level. So it's like taking care and getting rid of senescent cells, which is really important. And you can really, your body, if you're constantly feeding it again, it's constantly having to work on digestion and to all these things that are like growth oriented. So you have to give yourself a break from eating sometimes so that you can um, get some of that cellular house cleaning out of the way. So it's great for that. Um, and autophagy is really big in the conversation of, of longevity. There's a lot of people out there who are like, you need to do some amount of fasting because it's going to increase your amount of autophagy. You're going to live longer. Yeah. So, you know, great. I mean, that's, that's good to know. 
Um, digestive rest, which can help with gut health. I know a lot of people who actually right. their guts are a lot healthier with um, strategic fasts because again, they're just giving their gut a break. Like just, right. you know, your gut's like, just stop giving me food all the time. Like right. give me a break. So it can be helpful for that. It can, again, in the short term, uh, be a helpful hormonal reset. I've definitely seen some good research on that. I've experienced it with some clients. It can help with autoimmune. It's, I mean, it's kind of like a Swiss army knife in a lot of ways. Um, it can help starve some cancers. Um, some, but not all. So, uh, that's really cool. And I will say just uh, kind of personally, uh, one of the biggest benefits I have found as a busy mom, uh, w with fasting or just having the ability to not eat comfortably. That's yeah. how I like putting it yeah. is like, I can eat and I usually do eat, but I can not eat and I'll be right. okay. I will not right. be the same person that I used to be where I, I would be shaking and I can't go shopping without eating a cookie. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Um, it's really helpful for travel yeah. or like anytime you're you know, on an airplane, um, going, staying at someone's house, you know, whatever you're doing just to not be a slave to your blood sugar. Yeah. And like, maybe you're on an airplane and all they give you are like goldfish. And you're just <laughs> like, I don't really, I yeah. don't feel great when I eat goldfish. The, the I, cookie and the yeah, pretzels, what I got on uh, Airplane is a perfect yeah, example because right. it's just garbage food. I mean, right. it's fine, but yeah. like, I, I know I don't want to eat it and I can comfortably yeah. sit through that airplane ride yeah. and not be like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm so, which is yeah, miserable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if it's well, just, my, my issue, it's funny you bring up flying because I can eat, I can I have no problem. I have, you know, eggs in the morning, yeah. a protein lunch. And then at night we do, we do regular dinner. We don't really change much in our dinners. Um, uh, you know, bread, whatever, um, carbs, we have carbs at dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when, when I travel, it's like, I need to eat. Um, and, yeah. and, and you know, I don't know if it's the plane, it's the long flights, it's maybe the dehydration or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I don't have the same, um, stress or whatever you want to call it. That makes me want to eat. Um, uh, like I, like I do when I'm traveling. Yeah. I mean, that's probably for a lot of reasons. I mean, number one, um, working on your metabolic flexibility so that you were able to go longer stretches without food if you needed to. Yeah. Um, and again, looking at that, like a tool in the toolbox, not like this is what I do every single day, which is yeah. where you run into trouble would be really, really helpful for you yeah. because you travel. Mm -hmm. But there's also other things like when you, when you don't sleep well, you, uh, you crave more, you crave yeah. more carbs the next day. Sure. There's all kinds of things, sure, probably, sure. but, but it's a great uh, the travel thing, it, it's a great argument to teach your body to fast, even if you're not going to use it all the time. Yeah. I just, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, just like from a busy mom perspective, it's really yeah. nice. So anyways, tons of Swiss army knife for sure. Okay. Um, so we're talking about fasting for those <clears throat> who are yes. still <laughs> tuned in here on the third one. And now uh, fasting, uh, what are the cons of fasting? Oh, the cons, ladies, ladies. Um, I feel like I think acromancia is probably a big con. Did you read? Oh, you read acromancia on there. <laughs> it is. You are so smart. Where did you read about acromancia? What does acromancia mean? What does it mean? It's a, okay, hold on. I'm going to get to that. That's gut okay. stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So I just want to say this. I, in my experience, fasting is sort of like CrossFit or CrossFit okay. was yeah. where to some degree, there's always exceptions and there was exceptions in CrossFit, but uh -huh. fasting seems to draw the same kind of like all in type A, oh, I lost some weight fasting one day a week. I'm going to fast two. Oh, that's working. I'm going to do three. And then all yeah. of a sudden I haven't eaten for a week. I feel amazing. Uh -huh. Those kinds of people like yeah. who just can't be moderate and have this, they can't, it's oh, like more is better, more is better, more yeah. is better, that kind of yeah. person. So some of it is the kind of people that seem to be drawn too fasting, which yeah. crossfit was the same way. Yeah. So I'm just going to preface it with that, and I just want to remind Don't you: Don't be neurotic. Uh, That's the let you know, uh, more is not always better, ladies. More is not always better. Um, and again, I just want to say, I this is not a. Uh, I am a big fan of fasting when used yeah. surgically correctly, yeah. wisely. Okay. All that said, for the people, and these are mostly women. Again, in my in my experience, who are fasting way too much and for way too long. Yeah. Um, number one, you do start to see serious gut problems. And the reason for that is fasting proliferates uh, acromancia. And acromancia's job is to kind of eat away at the mucus lining of yeah. your gut. And you need some of it. Yeah. And a lot of times people coming out of carnivore don't have any because they're not eating right. any of those, uh, you know, fermentable fibers. But another way to up the amount of uh, acromancia that your body produces is to just fast. But if you have too much because you've been doing these crazy long fasts. Too much, so much You will literally eat your own gut lining. Ugh. Like it will start sloughing away. And yeah. that is a real thing. And I, and I, I see it. I yeah. mean, and I just, it's, you see it also historically with people who are starving because uh -huh. it's really not any different. Yeah. Right. So, 
that can be a thing we need to watch out for. Um, you really do want to take care of your gut long term. Okay, uh, you start to see often major, and I see these more here, e- even more so in the in people who are over fasting than I do with the keto people or the carnivore people. Or it's mm-hmm. just signs of major major adrenal dysfunction. Yeah. Usually, the first thing to go is sleep. And ladies, mm-hmm. if you are fasting a lot and you are not sleeping, that is a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Hair starts falling out. Um, irritability, lethargy, cortisol that is completely dysregulated, you know, yeah. spiking at night, low in the morning. Um, Opposites. Oppo- yeah, yeah. And not good. Um, yeah. And you can even see, start seeing um, an increase in like a swelling in your belly, which. Um, so you aren't getting fat, you're, but your belly's getting bigger. They call it a cordo mm-hmm. belly, like yeah. literally just due to those Cortisone. high, high Cortisone. cortisol, cortisol, high, high levels yeah. of cortisol where. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, where you're like, what is going on? Like, I'm not eating at all. And I'm like swelling. And uh-huh. uh, that's what you can get. Okay. Um, you can deal with obviously a lot of nutrient deficiency. Yeah, because you aren't getting vitamin C or whatever. You're not getting a lot <laughs> yeah. of things because you're yeah. just not eating just, enough. Are you just drinking water because you can't yeah. fast from water? You can. Most people, that's what they're doing. So yeah. They'll, they'll do a, a water. Yeah, like a water fast. Or, I mean, water, so some water. people do, just do coffee. It just kind of depends. But yeah, they're yeah, not right. eating nutrient dense food. They're not eating enough of it. You yeah, know. Right. Um, you will doubt de- you can definitely start seeing when you're fasting too long, too much, a depressed metabolism. And this is something it is such a frustration. Um, but I get women all the time now oh, who, yeah. who yep. started uh-huh. with minimal fasting. And then uh, uh, as with everything, it worked for a while, then kind of an attenuated, st- you know, the, the effectiveness of it wore off a little bit. So they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to do even more. I'm going to just do OMAD. I'm only going to eat one meal a day. So what is that? I mean, five to 600 calories in a day. It's hard to eat more than that in a sitting. So maybe 800 calories if you were really putting food away in Uh your one meal a day. So, I mean, fasting is, we see that as like, oh, that's, it's healthy. But if you sat there and just said every day, I just eat 800 calories. Anybody with their head on straight would be like, well, that's, you're severely under eating, right? And what does your body do long-term? There's a little lag time, but long-term, what does your body do when you severely uh, underfeed it, yeah. it downregulates. Yeah. Thyroid downregulates, metabolic rate downregulates, so you don't die, right? right? So right. these women come to me, and I can think of so many off the top of my head right now who are, you know, overweight, cannot lose weight, and are yeah. eating less than a thousand calories a day. Yeah, wow. Like, and wow. I mean, tell, you know, yeah. so you, you really have to keep in mind how metabolism works long term uh-huh. when you're doing right. these sorts of things, right? right? You really got to be careful. So, and, what, so what happens is they they stop eating or, or eat very little yeah. every day. And then the metabolism comes down to start meeting that exactly. level of exactly. intake mm-hmm. there. And so they could actually probably be eating more and still have in the metabolism meet that intake. Yeah. Yeah. That's called a reverse diet. And yeah, that's yeah. what you have to do uh, when you find when someone. You've, when you've tanked your metabolism. Mm-hmm. And it's really painful and it's really hard yeah. to get women to do. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, because okay. you might initially actually gain some weight they, out of that reverse diet. Do. Yeah, you yeah. usually do, but you're yeah. slowly bringing that in. But you got to have a healthy metabolism to bring that yeah, metabolism yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's awful. Yeah. And, and I, ugh, again, some we fasting. A, we should do a whole podcast on reverse diet. But, yeah, we absolutely yeah. can. Um, and the last thing I want to mention about fasting, because how are we doing on time? Uh, you got about probably about three minutes, and you got to go pick up the kids. Oh yeah, our yeah. kids. The last thing I want to say about fasting, you guys, um, especially when you're just doing so much of it and it's like a lifestyle for you. um, One thing you need to consider, ladies, is that tons of fasting all the time is not synergistic with muscle build at all. And most women, in my opinion, lose muscle, go into fasting with a a non a below optimal lean body Uh mass and fasting if you're not so careful eating a ton of protein, lifting a bunch of weight, you know, doing uh-huh. all the things uh-huh. to mitigate that you're going to waste muscle yeah. and you're going to end come up out on the other end of your foray, be it a year, yeah. be it three or yeah. five years, uh, skinny fat yeah. with actually your ratio of body fat to lean muscle, right. even worse right. than when you started oh. it. And I'm telling you, you do not want to go into perimenopause and then into menopause uh, with a super low lean body mass. Yeah. That is a terrible idea for general health and um, uh, just longevity. Just kind of kind of going through this. I don't know. We don't have tons of time to to go through all the wrap up here. I but, know. There's um, a lot of other shows we could do. Yeah. A lot of these things. Um, but we've talked about this before. But I mean, like God made the world a certain way. Yeah. And he gave us all this food, you know, grapes to, you know, to meat, to, mm-hmm. to fruit, to, you know, vegetables. Uh, yeah. and, and And basically kind of what you're arguing is like, you, you just need to have a balanced uh, way of consuming food. Yes. And of course it's, it's going to be tailored for your yeah. individual body, you know, yes. um, uh, for, for whatever reason, God made me allergic to cut grass. 
the grass right. gets cut. Yes. I sneeze, you know? Yes. Um, and so you, you got to, you know, know, know your individual body and all this, but like, I've always joked with you, you know, but also seriously, it's been a joke, but it's been serious where I've always said any diet that conflicts with the Lord's supper is not a good diet there's, to there's me. There's no way it could be good. No. Because well, Jesus said, yeah. go, he's like, drink, drink wine and, and eat this bread and do this. Remember to me. Yeah. No. And, and unfortunately there's some people who can't eat bread, which is very sad. And so they, they have to do the crack or whatever. Um, but it, that, uh, God gave us, you know, God, God commanded us in the Lord's supper to do this. So, so why couldn't we have it or why shouldn't it be part of our natural daily plan? Uh, and then the same thing with God gave us meat, you know, God, yeah. God said, go kill and eat. And, and then you have examples throughout the scriptures where Daniel and Babylon picked a food, food fight eat, and mm-hmm. eat, eating vegetables and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So God gave us, you know, this goes back to last week where it says earth, the, the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. And first Corinthians chapter 10, it come, Paul was quoting from Psalm chapter uh, 24, um, which was a different context. And Paul pulled that verse out and put yep. it in the context yep. of food or earth is the Lord in all its fullness. So go eat. I mean, I, I think you're right on the money and it's just always funny to me when, um, you know, eventually science comes out with this new thing or like, oh, actually you, you need both. You, you need, you need plants <laughs> yeah. and you need meat because yeah. the benefits of the plants, you know, offset the toxicities of the meat and the <laughs> yeah. benefits of the meat offset the toxicities of yeah, the plants. Right. And it's like, yeah, we already knew that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. my takeaways here are like none of these diets, like I said, I, I use them myself. I have some of my clients do them. Um, none of them are inherently wrong or bad. Um, but you must pay attention to duration and uh-huh. dose and the context of the individual. And, and apparently that, your hair falling out. You keep bringing that up. <laughs> oh, it's a thing for girls. Yeah. Uh, stress, yeah. Yeah, yeah. diet, stress, exercise, yeah. stress. If your hair's right. falling out, not good, yeah. not good. And you see it a lot, but uh, it's okay to have seasons of imbalance. It's yeah. okay to have a season where, okay, we really need to help your pre-diabetic. We need to bring this down. We're going to, we're going to bring carbs mm-hmm. down for a while, or, okay, we're going to just do meat. We're going to let your gut heal. That's fine. But over the long term, you know, yeah. our body over the, not just the weeks or the months, but the years, yeah. uh, our body needs balance. Yeah. We need homeostasis. Uh-huh. Um, another thing, uh, just that overarching thing, I think that I just can't reiterate it enough that oftentimes something that is very beneficial in the short term can end up not just neutralizing, but be actually harmful in the long term. Yep. And we Americans are very bad at thinking long term. We just want quick fixes now and we we need to do better thinking more long term. Right. Um, eventually every single intervention, every drug, every exercise, every diet plan will attenuate. Things are usually, you know, those things, they work really well at first. By attenuate, you mean slowly run its course and lose all its benefits, basically. Like gradually lose its its effectiveness and potency. Exactly. And we've all experienced that. Like we've all, you've experienced that with a drug. You've experienced that with a certain uh, set of workouts, you know, so everything attenuates. So we need variety. And then my last thing is just keep in mind that women's bodies are more Mm -hmm. sensitive to stress uh, than men's are. And that's something we got to be aware of when we uh, make our diet choices. So there you go. Very good, baby. Sure. We ruffled some feathers. Good. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you guys uh, follow Annie on Instagram. That's Annie M. Wrench. Yep. Annie Annie M. Wrench. That's the wrong one. Annie, Annie M. Wrench uh, on Instagram. And if you have any questions, email us at wrenchmedia at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to kind of get either to some of your questions on the show. We'll yep. take your we'll take your name out, or uh, some of the topics yep. that you might want want us to get out. into That's on great. the show. Uh, this is my favorite time of the week because I get to spend an hour with you, especially since I've been traveling this last week. I this know. is our first time to. I haven't even seen you. I know. I haven't even seen you until it's the show. Monday. I got back last night, <laughs> and I was. You, everyone was asleep because I got back too late. And then I wake up early before everyone was that's, up. So that's our life. It's, yes. I, my hair's not falling out though, so I'm you doing do, all right. You handle stress better than I yeah, do. Yeah. That is for sure. Hey everybody, thank you for joining the Water Break on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. This is uh, the Water Boy and, and Water Girl. Thank you for joining us, and see we'll you see you next week. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm.